When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, yeah. You guys heard heard the voiceover guy, so I'm not even going to intro the show right now because you already know where we're at. And, I, and, I, and I've, got, I've, got, I've got feelings about this. So we're... This is just cold emotion right now. Um, why? I mean, I mean, really, like, like, like two days in a row now. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, and we don't even wait. It's like this is the production meeting time is before. So here's behind the sausage, right? You know, we're talking before the show starts. You know, I, I'm telling them, you know, my issues and you know, kind of, kind of personal life workings here. Um, and then, and then Wolf's like, yeah, you missed plates of ribs. I was like, what? I was like, really? Like, like, like there was Hyde Park yesterday. There's, there, there's porterhouse steaks and Tomlin tomahawks and everything. I'm already mad about that. You know, that, that I missed that. I got no, I got no heads up and, you know, and, and poor Wes is over here. He can't even get a petite filet medallion. You know what I'm saying? He's sitting in the studio yesterday and all we hear is is the clanking of knives and forks on fine on fine flatware, you know, clanking in the background. People drinking water out of crystal vases, you know. And and then I get on here this morning, and there's ribs at the station. You know, it's just DJ's ribs. All right, do I? <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Even I'm even sorry, worse man. about do this. Do I be yeah, the, bear, he, the bear of worse it. news for Max? <laughs> Yeah, because I hear you chewing, Wes. So go ahead, go ahead. Let's just 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 further Um, this, Max. Not only are there ribs from DJs in the studio, and copious amounts. I mean, not like a not like a hey, just take your own little portion and make sure there's enough for everybody. It's huge, Max. I'm telling you, it's it's a windfall, baby. When when the the evening hosts come in later today, they're still going to be eating this food. There's so much here. Ribs, pulled pork sliders, amazing jalapeno mac and cheese. Fantastic cornbread. Sorry, Max. I feel I mean, bad now. And, 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 and coleslaw as well too. I was going to just hey, say, hey, what's hey, your hey, beef? Wes, where's that dumb button? Where's that? Where's that dumb button, Wes? I got something to say. Hey, hey, me and Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Jonathan Allen from from the Washington Commanders right now. It's been happening for seven years. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing. <laughs> Max, basically, is... basically, what Wolf's trying to say to you is now go away, or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> it's not the second time when it's been the seventeenth time. This is like I can't this is like a cumulative amount. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, listen, but a heads up. Hey, Max, we're going remote to Hyde Park. You know, maybe if you could try and get in for this one, this would be a good one to come in early for. You know, just something. So, sometimes, bird call it. You know what I'm saying? We usually used to do that to the guys like, hey, man, heads up. Hey, come on. I get nothing. I don't even get a homing pigeon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would take snail mail. I feel so bad. Yeah. Now I feel you like, know? oh, man. Oh, he does. He does. Max, he has got a plate full of empty ribs in front of him. <laughs> oh, like, no question. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah, feel bad. Yeah. He doesn't feel bad. He, feel, only, he only feels bad is because he has to be on air for 15 minutes <laughs> in between feedings. You know? <laughs> my, plate looks, my plate looks like Death Valley days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it looks like the elephant graveyard on Lion King right now. <laughs> there you I, go. I, exactly. I, know, I know what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but I know if, if things were different and I was there and you were here, you would be lauding it over me. You would be like, hey, hey look what I yeah. got. <laughs> I, I know. But here's the thing. That, apparently, that will never happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, so. Uh, so it's like, it's like if we have a post-Thanksgiving show, <laughs> I got leftovers. That's all I can say. I mean, you know, like, ha, 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 my refrigerator's here, but it does not have ribs or anything. It has healthy stuff. If you want a zucchini salad or you want a, some lemon pesto, you know, chickpea pasta, I, I got you covered. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. See, it, it's just saying it. You already knew, like, that's not great. So, and then also... My time is 7 a.m. You know, so I so eating ribs at 7 a.m. looks awkward. You know, I you know I have to I have to then go see counseling and therapy. Uh, no, like, no, no. Why no, is no. Max eating on, food? I, no. I know like you. that this early in the morning. <laughs> you, you are like me, and and there's always time for uh, from meat eaters. You know what I mean? Oh, no. There's always oh, time for that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, 7 a.m. might be a little soon. You know, because it's like yeah. I haven't I haven't quite fully. You know what I'm saying? Like fully embrace the day kind of like you guys on the east coast so <laughs> yeah you know that's true I'm like yeah because then i'm still weighing like my schedule afterwards because i get oh. off at like 9 a.m so then there's like oh well th- this is prime working hours so now <laughs> i have to get all the rest of my work done you know i'm putting in shelves for my wife uh you know that's what wow, I'm right you're like we got functional yeah exactly so wow. i've been putting in shelves since like 6 15 this morning oh so. that's horrible <laughs> What's the so then to walk in? And he, now, come on, exactly. That's going but, but over and above the call of duty. Well, because she knows I'm gone every weekend, so oh, I gotta, right. you gotta have to do it during the okay, week. Yeah. See, my <laughs> wife would sit there. Project. My my wife would sit there and go, "She'll do it because she she puts them in better." She, you know, yeah, I see, got I got carpenter skills that are uh, negligible. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. negligible. Car- carpenter skills, you know, equal to that of. Of said spelling of the word. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I could spell it or do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If I can't spell it, I definitely can't do it. Oh, sorry, babe. Falls on you again. Oh, <laughs> man. spelling bee champ here. <laughs> yeah. Third and the sixth grader, six and the 30. Just can't remember which. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Max. Uh-huh. I was sitting there. I was watching some film last night, and just it's a small sample. I'll, I'll dive in more and before the game time but i gotta tell you something this might be the meanest offensive line we've run across thus far uh, watching this jacksville jags offensive line buddy well yeah no i mean it, it's 
So it, it's a really good squad. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like, well, I won't say this. They're not a great. They play well together. Let, right. let, let me preface that. They're not they, they athletes. Play, okay, I, I would just get no. that. Except for Cam Robinson, maybe. Yeah, Cam. Cam's Cam is the most athletic of the yeah. crew, but the rest of them just have a uh, have a certain uh, disposition for yes. violence. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think that's probably the best the best way to put it. I mean, you know, because you look at Luke Fortner at the center position. Um, they drafted him last year. He was a third rounder. Right. And and Luke, Luke Luke is Luke is okay. I mean, there's a reason right. why he was drafted in the third. Sure. But like you said, but Brandon Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff's been doing it for a long time. I yes. love Brandon. I've known Brandon um, ever since he came out of college. Ever since he came from Iowa. Um, and he actually, funny enough, so little story on Brandon and I. When when my father won the uh, the Outland Trophy in college. Mm-hmm. It, so there was not a dinner <laughs> and there was no <laughs> special, you know, like the trophy yes. and everything. All there was was a plaque and they delivered it to him in in, cla- in, in class and he got it in his English 1103 class. They you just brought me. the plaque. They brought the plaque in and said, hey, you won the Outland. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he found out? That's how he found out. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, so... So he, so that's how he got the award. So what they've been doing is going back and and doing like legacies. Um, mm. So legacy guys who won the award, they're now they're now giving them the trophy. So funny, funny enough, my father gets invited to Omaha, and uh, and and he brings me, and we, I bring I bring then uh, just my oldest daughter Waverly um, to to the uh, to the. No, I'm sorry, Quincy was there. I apologize. Quincy was born, so it was in 14. Okay. So bring Quinny out there. And she's she's an infant, infant, little little baby. Mm. And Brandon Sheriff was actually that year's Outland Trophy winner. Oh. So we're going through all of these kind of events and everything. We're going through Boys Town and Omaha, which is a historical place, you know, orphanage and and how they kind of taught, you know, took in all these kids and and taught them, you know, how how, how to have skills and everything. They work on like a working farm as well as going to school, so they learn life skills and everything. And so we're going through all of these things and all the events and we're going there right there with Brandon Sheriff and his family. Hmm. So, so I've known, I've known Brandon since that day okay. and watched his entire career. And so, you know, knowing him and how tough he is, he's, he, he's the one that sets the tempo for them. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the one that came on and really showed them kind of that mentality and it kind of carried over from last year. So when you see a guy like Cam and you see a guy like Anton Harrison, Right. Uh, also, another kid I interviewed him coming out last year um, in the combine class. He was one of those top tackles that were that that was in the running um, SEC kid. So I mean, so they have a good young group, but it really starts with Brandon Sheriff as being as being literally the sheriff of that offensive line. <laughs> and, <laughs> a little play on words there. So, but yeah, they're they're physical and nasty. He brought that over from Washington. You know the funny thing is, you look at this group, and I, when when they're in their their you know their unis and everything, they look like I don't know five grape stompers, five guys that are like in a ski lodge with ski boots on. You know, like Fred. Yeah. You know, like Fred. Uh, what was it the uh, Fred McMurray was was uh, you know in uh, the Munsters? 
You know, it was it oh, Fred McMurray? Oh, Not yeah. Fred McMurray, but the guy, you know, Herman Munster. Yeah, they played Herman Munster. Yeah, 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 you got the elevated shoes, like, clomp, clomp. I mean, they're not great athletes, but, boy, they are physical and, and got a good dose of the nasty. Yeah, no, they, they, they are touched by violence. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> touched by violence. They, you know, yeah. yeah sounds like, a, sounds like a, a script for a, a TV show you might be doing, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no more Della Reese, you know, because yeah, that was touched by an angel. It's like, yeah, no, touched exactly. by the, touched by, touched by violence or touched by anger, you yeah. know, one of the um, two. <laughs> but, and also, when you think about it, I mean, the way that Travis Etienne and the way that Tank Bigsby run, this is also kind of indicative of that style. Like, it lends itself to it. Oh, yeah. Because they want, they, they want to take off and run right into you and it's almost like you know when you watch travis run like he gives you that one cut but then he he comes through it violently yep yep and so it just it's a different approach i I mean i think our defensive line is up to the task but this is going to be a challenge this is going to and this is a lot tougher than san francisco because you know with san francisco they were a big physical group but they were still like a technical you don't want to call it finesse to a degree because i felt like their guards weren't up weren't really up to the task. I felt like their tackles were a little bit more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely one of those things where they, they 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 plan on being nasty and they know they have to make it ugly because their pass protection is not great. No. And if they get into passing situations, they're a liability. So it's like, yeah. man, we got to make this run work. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of like that type of mentality. Make the run work because boy, if we get into third and long, it's not going to be pretty. You know what's funny is you look at this team and for all their physicality and let's face it, you know, with Doug Peterson, that's that's a always, you know, that's something that you you know understand as part of part what he coaches up. You got pass rushing that's kind of subpar, and you got pass protection that's subpar too. I mean, they've given up 16 sacks already on a quarterback that he runs pretty good. When you watch Trevor Lawrence run. He can run pretty good. I mean, he's got uh, he's like Bambi, got them long legs, you know. Boom, he gets down the field. Yeah. But offensively, the pass rush. And, I'm sorry, defensively, the pass rush and offensively, the pass rush um, or pass pro, they they seem to struggle. They they're just not real great. No, they're not. They're not. They're not great um, in pass protection. Like you said, 16 sacks, given up on the season right now. That's not a great number for an offensive line. Um, but you know, when they get things cooking, they're very opportunistic. Like which game did you watch? Were you watching the Saints game or which game were you Saints watching? Saints game. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, in the Saints game, I mean, they, they jumped up with explosive plays because, you know, the Saints secondary is not quite up to snuff. Right. And, uh, you know, if you neutralize Cam Jordan, I mean, he's really the, the big, the big engine for that, for that, Absolutely. for the defensive line for the Saints. So, you know. They, they they were opportunistic, but that offensive line for the Saints is just bad. And when yeah. you think about that, and that really this Jacksonville, I mean their their defense didn't really do as much. It was more so missing of of targets. Like like I said, like at the end of the game, like if Foster Moreau makes that catch in the end zone, we're talking about overtime. Yeah, you know, I mean on third down, and then the fourth down play was just a boneheaded play. Like you know. You know, Alave Alave did not press. Well, well, here's here's the reason why because Alave just ran and then looked. So the defensive back really didn't have anything to do. You know what I'm saying? Like like it was it was kind of one of those things where he was like, I'm just here, uh, you know, and 
the ball got lasered right in the direction where he could bat it down, as opposed to Alave kind of pressing in, inside out on the guy and creating space so he had more sideline cushion. He just didn't do that as a receiver. So that was one of the things that really hurt the timing on that. Um, but, but I mean, but you're, you know, you're looking at, was it Roy um, Robertson Harris? <laughs> RRH or two, uh, yeah, two yeah, RH, yeah, yeah. something like that. We got to call. <clears throat> That's going to be too much to get off th- during the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to be, hey, 95. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that, that's about the extent of it. I'm not, yeah, Roy Robinson, Harris. Yeah. Oh. 95 on the play. You know, yeah. that's, that's about all I'm going to say. But, I mean, you know, those type of guys, I mean, you know, you have Trayvon Walker, you have Josh Allen, who are who are two very, very high-round picks. Uh, Trayvon Walker still doesn't quite, I mean, he knows the number one overall pick, but he hasn't really, he hasn't really popped. For this team, no, he's got a lot you know, of like pressures, a, though. He's got pressures, <clears throat> but you know, once again, the get near guys and the get here guys. You know, there you go. There he's you go. a get near guy, and then Josh Allen's the get that actually get here. Yeah, uh, get, put him in the know, dirt. Sorry, get near. Trayvon Walker's get, get near and get there. Yeah, yeah. we have to, we have to change that because near and here rhyme too much. It yeah. sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, yeah. but Josh Josh Allen is the guy. So I mean, that's that's where we're kind of at. So if you can neutralize Josh Allen. Um, really, you you can stymie a lot of the offensive progress, and then of course, you know, just be aware of Trayvon Walker. There you go. So, all right, well let, let 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 let's break here a little bit early so we can make sure we got our guys because we we're, we're jam packed with guests. That means two for our show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let, let's break, and we'll be back here inside the locker room here on ESPN SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I should have known better than to, you know, switch leads going into a segment because there's always something wrong when you start to misconfuse two former offensive linemen with their duties on radio. But now we're going to take a – we're going to go right into – Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider, he's coming in. He's going to give us a lot of info, and I'm not sure where Max is because it sounded like he locked himself out of his house. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. 
Or maybe you've walked him out of the radio, Wolf, with uh, your extended rock and roll uh, bed there. Yeah. That was quite an intro. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were efforting Max there, uh, Wex, and I was like, oh, just let the music run for, for a minute here. We'll see what happens. You know, uh-huh. and in the background, it sounded like somebody's pounding on the door like he locked himself out of his office. <laughs> I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see how this this turns out. You know what I mean? Well, I'm I'm totally adrenalized from that music, so <laughs> let's get on to it. Exactly so. Now, what you're missing is what Max was missing and what has kind of like got everybody all flim-flammed here was the fact we got DJ's ribs in the house, and I've been like running and hitting this thing like you can't believe it. I love ribs. Man, hey. oh, man. Well, don't be cracking any of them because the, uh, the kid just came back to the lineup now and did pretty well <laughs> absolutely all right speaking of this week jacksonville jaguars you know i was just telling max i go you know it's funny i was looking at this offensive line wexon they, they look like they might be the meanest group we've seen thus far they seem to have a little agitation about them and they are big big boys well they sure got a good uh, running back too yes How, what did you think of travis etienne the guy who was picked one pick after Najee Harris was picked. Yeah, well, you know what? It was interesting to watch him run around the corner without a lead blocker and score from 20, 22 yards out without a lead blocker. It was amazing. I mean, would, do yeah. you remember what his 40 time was? No, I don't. Okay. I know um, it's got to be some 4-5. I believe he came out nicked or injured, and uh, that was a, a drawback. But if you remember him at Clemson, Yes, he was a yeah. big game, big time running back. He he won a several big games for that team. I know Trevor Lawrence got all the glory, but Etienne was so good. Well, Trevor Excuse Lawrence. Excuse my panting. I'm walking my dog. So. Oh, oh, this is great. We got Max locked outside. You're walking the dog. Don't you like go radio silent on me if you get hit by a car? Okay, you got to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about sounding like I'm out of breath because I'm going up a hill now. Oh, that's hey, that's real good timing there. Okay, now I don't feel. Well, you I'm going to start I'm eating ribs again. Wednesday. Oh. I'm used to Wex Wednesday. Yes, yes, this you're is right. Wex Thursday. Everything's off. Everything. We're all out of kilter here. There's no doubt about it. I can. I understand. I apologize because I forgot that we were down at Hyde Park at first yesterday morning as usual. Per usual, I think this happens almost every year. But we did get to you instead of totally like blowing off the whole thing. All right, so we did yeah. have West did call you, so that's why. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm ready for any questions on the Jaguars a- or the Rams or the Steelers. I was in the locker room yesterday. In fact, I called this morning's column in the locker room. Oh, I like that. We got Max. That's, by that's the way, in thanks. honor. That's in honor of you and Tunch. Oh, thank you, <laughs> okay. brother. Appreciate that, Max. Yeah. Now, the first thing we got to ask Max, Max, Jim, is did he lock himself out? <laughs> uh, no, I did not lock myself <laughs> it out. Sounded like it. But no, I, I've been talking. I guess you guys didn't hear me. I was saying that Travis Etienne ran a four-four-five. Oh, okay. And then also, and then also, uh, the reason why he was detracted was because of injury. So they thought that he, that you know there was not a lot, not enough tread on the tire because he was a four-year starter at Clemson. Okay. 
All right. So I just so, wanted the so mystery. I was, offer, of, I was offering stuff and nobody was answering me. So I'm like, we just, Max, we were, coming, we were coming back from break and all we heard was like, a, it sounded a like a pounding. A, <laughs> yeah. So Wolf's thesis was you locked yourself out of the house and we're trying to get back in. I can't stand you guys. I can't stand you guys. No, I, would, I would never. And then, you know, I would have put Oakley on air. You know, I would have had him sit in the chair. And, and, and just bark out commands. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, he was oh. fine. No, yeah. Right before we were coming off air, I, I, I had to hammer in one more nail. So oh, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. So that's what that hammering was. So yeah. Wex, as you look at some of the things that uh, you know, uh, Travis ATN, what he provides, and Trevor Lawrence, those are two powerful components of an offense for this team that has a pretty good offensive line. But Max and I were talking earlier. They give up sacks and they don't. They don't rush the passer well either. Well, they're going to have to run the ball against the Steelers' defense that kind of regressed a little bit against some real mediocre backs last week. I know they played a lot of dime, a lot of soft boxes, and so uh, they'll put those second-half Ravens game linebackers to work, I assume, against Etienne, but who's going to cover Etienne? That's, I think that's a scary proposition right there. No, no, it is it is one, and I think you know when I look at some of just the initial kind of game plan concepts that you have to go with, um, you've got to stop that run first and foremost because that's 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 the power source for all of this Jacksonville you know, offense and defense. Right, is how they can control the line of scrimmage, how they can score from the line of scrimmage um, with the rush game. I mean, you know, Wolf, you talked about it, just boom, outside toss, crack, and twenty yards touchdown. And, you know, it's not like Travis Etienne's running for 100 yards every game. He has about 75 to 85 scrimmage yards a game. But he also, he also puts the ball in the end zone. Uh, that, that, that's, that's what one of the toughest things is. He has seven touchdowns on the season. We just, got, we just got three last week to get on the board from a goose yeah. egg and rushing touchdowns, and he's got seven by himself. That's, that's one of the things I, I, you know, I look at and I worry about, and it's a combination of him and – and Trevor and Travis, both Clemson guys, and their ability to run the football. I mean, when you look at just kind of anything in the losses, I mean, is there anything that you noticed? I mean, I think running is key, but is there anything that you noticed, Wex, or from talking to the guys, any emphasis that they've made? No. Um, what I what I have noticed is that at 5-2, and two, I expected both Etienne and Lawrence to have better numbers. As you pointed out, Etienne hasn't been over what seventy-five yards. Yeah, yeah, he he has not. And uh, Lawrence seventy-five. Yeah. And Lawrence has a QB rating of ninety-two point something, which okay, it's better than Kenny's, but Kenny's on the rise. Lawrence was on the rise last year, and now he seems to have regressed a bit. Hmm. But the other problem with that offense for the Steelers is the tight end Evan Engram. I, I haven't been watching tape, but you look at the numbers. Very impressive. And I remember him at Ole Miss. Very impressive, big receiving tight end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's come comes across on the tape. Sorry, I'm eating some ribs. <laughs> it's been a theme this morning. Sorry, sorry, Wex. I can't help myself. So you, hey, Wolf, you hear the this, soppy is, sound. this is breakfast. I know. This is breakfast. And you're talking to a guy who fasts until 1 p.m. Oh, no. So come on, buddy. <laughs> oh, this is like torture. 
I, I, what can I say? You know what I mean? It's, I'm involuntarily no, I'm just, fasting, I'm just, Wex. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying that, to so. get you to copy some of my habits, brother. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm creeping closer to your start time, I, I, right? Well, you got that going, but uh, the fasting is really good. And uh, the ribs in the morning, I don't know if I could say no to free ribs in the morning. I mean, exactly a man comes so. in and puts them down. What are you, you going to do? What are you going to do, man? But here's what I will ask of you. What What was the tenor of the guys that you talked to in the locker room? I mean, you're thinking, you, you look at this, they're on a four-game winning streak, that being the Jacks-Jags. This is a team that... Is, is potent, is strong. They got a, a real history with the Steelers back in the day when they were both in the same division, you know, when Cowher was running things. And, you know, the history between these teams is pretty prolific for such a short period of time. Well, it's a uh, – I mean, there's full respect of this team in the locker room. I was around a couple guys, and, and Mike Tomlin did it Tuesday too. Somebody asked him the question, what's it like to pre- prepare for a Sunday game with Thursday game right around the corner? You. And Tom said, "I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we got a game Thursday. We got a game Sunday. Yeah. And so the players have that because I heard some questions about three home games in a row. Is this time for you guys to make hay? And uh, they're like, we got one game in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville. They're really good. So the demeanor and then the demeanor on the field is Tomlin saying, you know, bend your knees and get those pads lower." <laughs> And the one guy says, Coach, we don't have our pads on. <laughs> Just get lower. <laughs> we don't have our pads on. I wouldn't say that. I couldn't say that in my day because we always had our pads on. Yeah. Oh. So, the demeanor, there's excitement. There's excitement on the field and in the locker room. But, I mean, Jacksonville – it's going to be difficult um, mm-hmm. coming off 10 days rest. Yeah. Just like the Steelers are going to be difficult when they come off 10 days rest after the Thursday game. I think that's what I'll ask the players about today. That third home playoff game when you have 10 days rest, will that be good, you know, compared to Jacksonville's because they uh, were in London for right. two weeks. Yeah. Came back, and I was stunned. They went on the road on a Thursday night, and one quarterback was hurting. They were in London for two weeks. That's impressive. I know Saints could have tied the game, but the the effort put forth by Jacksonville. And if that was a Sunday game, I'd say they're in trouble this week. But it was a Thursday game. They'll be able to recover from all of that whirlwind they've been on. So they'll have 10 days rest. They're going to be difficult. Absolutely. Now, Go ahead, Max. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I definitely – Definitely, you know, Thanks, and worry about about a about a about a very dangerous team. Um, as we turn to like the defensive side of the ball, I mean, is anybody standing out to you um, on the defense um, that we need to worry about? You know, I talked about Josh Allen. Um, you know, he's currently tied for fourth in the NFL with seven sacks. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't really see guys that are particularly dangerous. And I didn't know if, if, if there's anybody that, you know, in your talkings well, about guys that they have to put an emphasis on. Uh, Josh Allen is definitely, like you pointed out, and Mike Tomlin said their outside linebackers are just so big. So I looked up Josh Allen because he, he leads them in sacks, right? Right. I looked up Josh Allen, 6'5", 255. I go, yeah, that's pretty big. The other guy, Trayvon Walker, 6'5", 272. And he was uh, a number one overall pick. And he's the one that makes me nervous. He only has two and a half sacks. 
But as Mike Tomlin pointed out, he just wreaks havoc. Yeah. So a ton <clears> of pressure. Uh, both both outside guys are a handful. They have some high picks at inside linebacker and an expensive free agent at inside linebacker. Their stats aren't as good as they seemingly should be. Hmm. And so maybe there are some issues with the three interior guys, but, um, man, they, they've got some studs. And uh, the secondary isn't – you know, the Steelers' secondary has been giving up big plays. Yep. 13.0 per, per completion. 13.0 per completion the last five games is just dreadful, dreadful, dreadful stat. And I, I think that's a key defensive stat when I, when I try to pick winners, when I look over the stats. The, the Jaguars are only at 11.1 per completion. So, and that, I think, is their weak spot on defense, is pass defense, and it's much better than the Steelers. Well, let me ask you this, since we, we're popping on the defensive side. What's the feeling, or do you get a feeling, that there could be we in the midst of transitioning? I mean, Joey Porter has been on the up for the last couple of weeks. I think this is the first time he's got more reps in than uh, Levi Wallace. So are we looking at the possibility that uh, he's going to take on even more work? Yes. And uh, what we saw from Cam Sutton, I mean, Patrick Peterson last week was uh, <laughs> I like more that. A little slip of the tongue there, Cam, Cam Sutton. Well, you, you notice they gave him the same number. I mean, they yeah. sold him on Cam Sutton stuff, and then they give him the same number. I don't know if Pat wanted if that was a Pat preference, but – they gave him the same number. So he's playing nickel, and that kind of surprised me because Pat is not really heavy against the run. But he did show some surprising willingness in that role last week. So maybe more nickel out of Pat Peterson gives um, Porter even more time, if, if not Levi Wallace, who was out with a foot. Right. James Pierre took his place yesterday. Okay. So James Pierre got his first snaps last week. I don't know if it was because Wallace was hurt or because he was struggling. So I asked James Pierre, if, if, is there a story brewing here? Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, coach tells me to go in, I go in. <laughs> 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 I don't know about no stories, man. <laughs> There's no story here. There's no story here, man. And then we got no stinking story. Oh. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I... yeah, absolutely. Joey's getting more reps and deservedly so. Okay. But he's got to tackle better. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't miss some of those tackles. But I mean. But I will say this: when you're talking about defensing and head up play, I mean, when he was manned on Puka, I mean, he had a very good day considering the volume that was that was tossed towards Puka, right? I mean, but Joey, Joey, Joey was there for the assignment, answered the assignment uh, more often than not, and I think you know with experience that's going to help him a lot. Um, with that. Well, let me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you guys this about Joey and Puka. Uh, Puka did a, a deep curl in the middle, a big gain, and Joey was the closest. Joey seemed to release him. Pro Football Focus, uh, in in shouting out that Joey Porter didn't give up a catch, said that was on Cole Holcomb, and Cole Holcomb was nowhere near. Maybe that's why he was so wide open, but. Sure looked like Joey's guy. What did you think about that play? I can't so the, remember it right now. So the deep curl, they, they were in zone. And, and I kind of made this <clears> reference <throat> during the game. Okay. Um, 
Puka had most of his hay in in zone coverage because you know we're we're I think I want to say we're number two if I'm not if I'm not mistaken um, in man coverage in the league, like the most snaps in man coverage among the leaders, definitely, definitely yeah. among the leaders, yeah, yeah. So I think in that moment they were in zone and it looked it looked like quarters. And I think because the curl came back to the inside, that's not Joey's responsibility. Like Joey's defending against the deep routes, right? So when it comes underneath, that now is linebacker drop zone. So that's why Joey was the closest, but it's because Joey had had to stay in his his sector. So guys weren't dropping deep enough to cover for Puka. And and that was one of the things like Joey in man situations, when he was manned up on the ISO side, with uh with puka no problem but once he once he motioned and and shifted everything into zone that's when you know it's more area responsibility yeah you keep an eye on the guy but you know you can't draw because you don't want anything beating you over the top so i think and i hate to admit this because i'm not a fan of pro football focus but (laughs) they were right in that in that moment that was that was quarter defense and so you you have to you have to stay deep as the corner i can't even remember the play It's, it's all good. One, it, it's it, all really, good. it really wasn't that short. He did get deeper than Joey was, but I hear you. You know, Jack Lambert would have dropped that far in the cover, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's one of the things that, that that's still kind of with the linebackers. Like, even though they're playing better, like, it's still some of the past responsibilities on where their eye and discipline needs to be and tendencies. That's something they're still working through as a squad. But I, you know, I love where they're at. It's just, yeah, there are some things where you're like, okay. I need to I need to be on top of this just a little bit more and that that but that comes with the entire defensive secondary when they're dropping into their zone responsibilities. Well, one more note on the uh, secondary is that Minka was just tremendous as a box safety last week. Oh yeah, uh, tremendous in the run game. He said he he noticed in the first series how they were going to attack. Uh, the the Steelers were soft box against the Rams to defend the pass, right? Mm-hmm. And Minka yeah. saw that he needed to make quick decisions and uh, be aggressive. And boy, was he aggressive. Ooh. I said, don't you miss, uh, don't you miss ball hawking though? Cause he has no picks, right? right? I said, don't you miss ball hawking? He said, I'm back there. I'm back there. Don't worry. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm counting on you for four or five game changing plays like TJ every year. And you got zeros. Does that mean they're all going to happen in, in the second half of the season? And he said he agreed. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say, "Oh, you know, he just said, you know, if you're patient, they happen when you're naughty. You don't even think about them. And then they happen and then they happen in bunches. So, yeah, I'm expecting that. You know, so, it's, cool. It's interesting because if we he, he came down from the slot and shot the gap on the backside, stopped that runner behind the line of scrimmage last week uh, against the Rams. And I, I don't remember what play, but it forced a fourth down and a punt. And to me, that's just that's another big play because otherwise, I mean, the guy didn't even get to the line of scrimmage before Minka had him corralled and knocked down and splatted. And we should start referring to him as uh, Minka Felipe uh, Fitzpatrick. See, that's <laughs> I got to go down. I, I, I know you're trying. I know you're trying to do that, Wolf, but everybody keeps calling him Mink. Oh, yeah, I know. But there's there's certain guys down there that I'm, I can't remember who. I'll try to find out today who, who, who call him Felipe. <laughs> Okay, I, so, I don't, okay. I don't see the. You got to talk mean, to the players. Really, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Not, I think it's funny. That's all. Okay, okay, um, yeah. but uh, 
was that that play you referenced, Wolf? Was that the third and five run they did? I can't that remember. That really surprised me. <laughs> what, what I, I what mean, I, when they when you got Cooper Cup on the field and you're running with a practice squad guy on third and five, that that could have been. You're you're not such a genius coach as as they believe <laughs> uh, McVeigh to be. So. Yeah. Well, especially when your wide receiver is, is out wide enough that Minka can get to the inside easily and shoot the gap. And that was just that okay. was just a, a brilliant play by Minka. You know, I mean, okay. being able to read that and come down and get that coming off of the slot like that was just, to me, in my mind, he, he does so many good things. You look at defensively speaking, like I said, you know, it, it, the, whether it's it's being a ball hawk guy at the a back end or a front end, he's like a hybrid linebacker. I mean, he really and he can cover anybody. I mean, anybody they right. want to match him with, it, they, he can cover him or at least do a very good job of being you know in coverage on a guy. Right. So. Right. Anyhow, my yeah. thoughts. Well, it's exciting, and you know, I said this about Jacksonville. They're five and two, and Etienne and Lawrence really aren't starring yet. Right. The same with the Steelers, four and two, and they played a lot of ugly ball. And so, and, but you can see there are players on the rise, and there are a lot of young players on offense. And that, uh, you know, you have it all in your back pocket to, to continue to rise. Uh, so, these are two teams that are in good situations. Um, they're like, what, the third and fourth seeded teams right now in the AFC? I, I believe so. Something, They're back, something back really back. high. So yeah, this three, is a four, game, four or five, something like that. This is a game that could determine a uh, uh, tiebreaker for you know postseason stuff. So the two teams on the rise, and uh, that's it's going to be a good game. Absolutely, Jim Wexel. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate in the middle of dog walking and in the middle of plates full of ribs being consumed. We we talked some serious <laughs> foot football there, my friend. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thank you so much, Wax. Thanks, we'll Wax. see you this afternoon. All right, Max. Uh, we're, I'll, I'll take this break. You bring in the next one, okay? Cause that's, All right. Sounds good. Sounds like a good deal. Okay, so. Yeah, I'll, give you, I'll give you an extra minute. To yeah, well, I'm going to go ribs. get some more ribs, you know. I knew you would. <laughs> All right. We're good. <laughs> Wolf starts in the Ninjas and platters full of DJ's ribs after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And, um, you know, one of the other things I think, you know, when we talk about the secondary and Wex kind of referenced it, talking about, you know, they're giving about 11 point three yards per, or 11.1 yards per reception. Um, they, they, they do have some ball hawks on the backside of this defense, Wolf. And mm-hmm. um, one of those, two of those guys actually have three interceptions apiece, um, that being free safety Andre Sisco and cornerback uh, Darius Williams, uh, formerly of the L.A. Rams. Uh, they got over in free agency. They, they, they've actually been like the bright spot. You know, I think one of the guys, Trey Herndon, has been one of the guys that's kind of been picked down at the nickel position. Right. And then also, um, he does a pretty know, the, good the job. Rookie corner. 
Yeah, no, he does, he does a really good job. And then a young guy corner, um, Tyson Campbell, um, who was I think I think is he he's injured I think I think I think I want to say he's injured right now, um, so I'm not sure if they're going to go with uh, either Monteric Brown or you know somebody else. Um, is it Monteric or Monteric? <laughs> Put the wrong yeah. emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Montaric, Monteric. Uh, we don't know. I, 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 have, I have not gotten the phonetic spelling. You know, that's usually done at the stadium on Sunday. Right. So by Sunday, I will know how to properly pronounce his name. Oh, I good. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know that that's one of the ones. Um, you know, they do have Tavon Campbell on the practice squad, and also Amani Arawaye. There's some um, real yeah, wild names here. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we'll see. We'll see if either one of them get elevated uh, for the game. But you know, this is a secondary like opportunistic. I think you know. So it, it's funny that they kind of mirror us defensively as far as having you know two outside backers that that are very good at what they right. do. Yeah, the um, very good at their craft. And then, like you said, opportunistic secondary on the back half to just create dynamic plays. Um, so it's, it, they, I feel like even though they're five and two and everything, uh, they, they, they play a very similar bend, but don't break style of defense because when you look at, you know, kind of apples to apples, so to speak, we give up 383 yards per game defensively. They right. give up 355 yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yep. The difference is really 30 yards total. Uh, you know, their defense gives up 20.9 points a game. We give up 21.2. Right. You're talking about 0.3 point difference as far as that. Uh, sacks, we have more sacks than them. We have 19. They have 13. Uh, they have 16 takeaways. We have 12 takeaways, but we both have a turnover differential of plus six. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when it's you look at those, kind of all of those things, yeah. it's a very similar team. Um, but the difference is, like you said, offensively is where is where we start to is where we start to parse the straws, um, and so it's gonna so and they've had a ten day break um, outside of their whirlwind traveling schedule. So I mean, I look at it and you know it, it's one of those things. That it's going to be a very even matchup. So that's where this one comes to me and really says, okay, how do we do this? Um, you know, with with the way that we're playing now. I will say this, when we look at kind of the history of these two teams, like, you know, we've won five out of the past six to take the lead in this series. Um, So that's really helped us. Now, how are we going to do in this matchup to tilt this um, is going to be very intriguing because we lead the series only 13 to 12. And that's with a five out of six game win streak. Um, in that time. So we were way behind the eight ball before, you know, right. uh, before we started. I mean, they really owned us, um, you know, especially in the postseason. You know, I, rem- I remember that, that 07 playoff game yeah. uh, when they came to Pittsburgh. And, you know, I remember myself and Marvell Smith sitting up in, in, the, uh, in the box because we weren't allowed to be on sidelines because of our injuries. Um, so we weren't allowed to be down on the, uh, on the field. Because I definitely would have been in Trey's ear, uh, Trey S's ear, who was starting at left tackle in that game. 
um, you know, about, you know, making sure that you do not go into, because at one point I think Trey actually spun around, did like a basketball box out move at one point, um, right. To, uh, to, <laughs> to box, to box out. Um, uh, I believe it was Harvey was the, uh, was the defensive end on the outside. So, you know, th- this is that for some reason, Jacksonville's kind of always been that annoying gnat. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about consistency and success, because they've always played a physical brand of football. That's the one, that's one thing I've always known about them. What, what, whoever the transition was at quarterback over the years when they were trying to figure out a guy post Byron Leftwich, um, their defense has always been heavy. They've always been predicated on defensive um, play stylings, playing big. You know, I remember when when Big Stroud and, and you know Marcus Stroud and John, John Henderson, Henderson, yeah. Were the two D tackles on that squad? And John Henderson getting slapped in the face by the trainer before games. You know, I re- I remember <laughs> those days, and it was like it was lunch pail esque. Um, you know, they were they 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 matched the tenacity defensively of the Ravens. They just didn't have the offensive um, production like the Ravens did. Right. And so you always knew the Jags game was going to be a physical game, and I expect nothing less uh, going into this game on Sunday. Absolutely, and you know what? That's a wrap for the first hour. We're going to come back with more because Max is leading off at the top as we get back to our normal rotation here. Right, Max? We're all set. Yes, yes, yes. Back to the normal rotation. We got rotation. all messed up because of ribs and the fact that uh, I was eating them and the fact that you found out that I was eating the ribs and we didn't have any ribs for you. So I apologize. No, no, there's no mail order ribs here. All right. Sounds good. We I'm got, still, I'm we'll still be, looking for the postmaster. <laughs> we'll be back, back with more after this. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.